This is Ed Asner. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. And I welcome you to another edition of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This is episode 218 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zimrak. Welcome. And this week on On Screen and Beyond, we have a TV legend with us. We have Ed Asner joining us. So, of course, he was in Lou Grant and all sorts of, he was in Up, just so many other things he was in. He's going to talk about all that stuff. He's got some new movies out, and he's going to talk about those. And I hope you're going to stick around for that. That's coming up in a few minutes here on On Screen and Beyond. And if you have a suggestion of a guest that you would like to hear on On Screen and Beyond, email it to us at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. And that, uh, what do you say, we get right into uh, the remake madness so we can get into the Ed Asner interview. Ed's coming up in just a minute. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, Remake Madness. Remake Madness, well, the remake of RoboCop now has Samuel L. Jackson on the cast. And the co-writer of Green Lantern has been hired to write the big screen remake of Wonder Woman. And the long-talked-about Justice League big screen remake is back in the news. Evidently, the huge success of the Avengers has sparked new interest in bringing the Justice League together faster. That's it for Remake Madness coming up next on On Screen and Beyond. We take a peek at new movies right here on On Screen and Beyond. Upcoming new movies, well... In November of 2013, Disney will release Frozen. It's a new computer animated film with Kristen Bell. And the Jim Henson Company is making an animated film on the classic story of Frog and Toad. And look for Harrison Ford, Liam Hemsworth, and Gary Oldman as they're going to star in Paranoia in 2013. As a boss blackmails his young employees to spy on a rival company. That's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. We head down to Sequel City to find out what's coming away as far as sequels next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Sequel City, well, Pauly Shore and Andy Dick are joining forces once again in a sequel to In the Army Now. And, of course, we had uh, Pauly Shore on the show as our guest. And you can look that up in our uh, rerun section of onscreenandbeyond.com. And you can listen to his interview. And Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is a sequel for The Rise of the Planets of the Apes. And it will arrive on May 23rd, 2014. And the sequel to Thor, Thor 2, will arrive in theaters on November 8th, 2013. 
And it will once again star Chris Hemsworth. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we'll take a peek at what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD. Next. TV on DVD, well, The Closer with Kira Cedric will arrive, and it'll be available on August 21st. And look for Simon Baker in Season 4 of The Mentalist as it hits stores on September 18th. And the second season of Spartacus Vengeance comes your way on September 11th. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next, we'll take a peek at what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Movies on DVD, well, a lot of uh, recent movies are now going to be giving us their dates for their release in the future. And it looks like the best exotic Marigold Hotel, right on the charts right now, comes to DVD and Blu-ray in October. And you can look for the huge hit, The Avengers, to land in stores in September. And Johnny Depp as Barnabas Collins will try to take a bite out of your wallet in September also as it flies onto DVD and Blu-ray. That's it for movies on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we've had a lot of guests here on On Screen and Beyond, but we have a true TV legend with us this week. We have Lou Grant himself, Ed Asner. Now, Ed has been in so many different things. If you take a look at his credits. I mean, he has been in almost every conceivable TV show there is. Of course, he's had his huge hits, Mary Tyler Moore, Lou Grant, and um, he's also, of course, been in Up. That was a great movie, and uh, he has some new movies coming out. Not one, but two. One of them is Elephant Size. It's just out on DVD, and you can pick that one up. He does a great job in that. And Identical, which comes out on June 26th. Okay, so that's a mystery one. And, uh, Two films from Ed Asner. Be sure to check those out. But right now, we're going to take time and sit down and talk with Ed Asner right here on On Screen and Beyond. Whether you remember my next guest on On Screen and Beyond as Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore Show or Lou Grant on the TV show, or as Carl Fredrickson on Pixar's wonderful film Up, we can all agree he is an extraordinary actor. He has won seven Emmys and five Golden Globes. He has appeared in many TV shows over the years, including Route 66, The Virginian, Gunsmoke, The Fugitive, Roseanne, and it goes on and on, and of course CSI New York and Hawaii Five-0, just to name the tip of the iceberg. He has played everything from God to Santa Claus, and he has two, not one, but two new movies coming to DVD, Elephant Size and Identical. It's Ed Asner. Ed, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Hello, Brian. Sure. You got me all choked up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Good to be with you. Ed, when you started doing these films, most people are starting to, to slow down as far as what they're doing as far as movies and things like that. Yet you're doing two, and the, the thing that amazed me, a lot of times actors will do short cameos, but in Elephant Sides in particular, you are the main character uh, with the ensemble cast in that film. So these aren't just little clips where you're you're showing up. Uh, what keeps you going? Well, the excitement of the script. I um, uh, I love the elephant size. I, um, 
about to go to North Carolina and work. And uh, the company of actors I was in was so superb. Each one as good, if not better, than me. It's a great and, cast. Uh, that uh, That's always a tremendous lure for an actor. Mm-hmm. Either a great script, which this was, plus the fact of uh, actors, as it turned out, was no lure. I didn't know who they were for the most part. Once I saw them acting, I thought, run for the hills. Your performance and the entire cast, too, and I don't want to leave them out, did a great job with that film. Well, it's it, it's a slow film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no car crashes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, no stabbing, shootings, right. stranglings, none of that. <clears throat> but uh, it is about five wonderful people who belong together. Uh, ergo, the uh, the title of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I was... uh, it uh, it was a pleasure doing. Uh, it was originally a play, right? Yeah, by Ed Simpson, and um, I think it. It can be an even more interesting movie. Yeah. It was one of those films where, like you say, it was a slow film when you, it starts off, but there was something about it that just kept drawing you into it, That so you didn't want to leave, and it just it, you just got involved with the characters. Well, I had selfish motivations when I first saw it. <clears throat> I was in it. Right. <laughs> um, so I was determined to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. And I was amazed that, I tried to identify with the uh, with the casual viewer. I say if they stick with this film, I think the gratification at the end of what they discovered from the film will be so golden and so worthwhile. <clears throat> and uh, I suppose maybe a more experienced film director could have found some way to. Uh, Maybe showing the Twin Towers going down at the beginning mm-hmm. to uh, make you sit up and say, oh, my God, look at that. And then micro-zoom down to this small town, not really identifying, mm-hmm. and the five people who come to dominate your interest yeah. in the next 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. So with that film, then I look at Identical, which is the other film that you have coming out. Two totally different films, uh, right. you know, uh, just just totally different. And Identical was more or less like uh, like a cameo for me. I think I, mm-hmm. I spent a day shooting it. Yeah, but you still I, uh, had a good part in that. Well, I I think it's a uh, when you think of the. Uh, the double trouble that uh, had the show, <clears throat> it's about identical twins. Right. Yeah. And um, my connection to them, my foreboding about them, or at least one of them, um, uh, it is an integral part. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I don't have a lot to say about the, the acting or the filming because... Uh, I did most of the talking while Mr. Togo listened, and um, the uh, stabbing, the shooting, and the strangling all take place when I'm not there. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I'm uh, carrying around my own oxygen tank, which is how I'm uh, primarily uh, described mm-hmm. <coughs> in this piece. Yeah, and they are so so different in you know the film itself uh, from yeah. one to the other. It's like day and night. <laughs> And and the the way you portrayed the character and and I I'm being kind of vague because uh, here at On Screen and Beyond we try not to give away the entire film so people can right. go and enjoy it. So, <laughs> but you and I know what we're talking about. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But uh, your portrayal in Identical, you did a great job with that. I mean, it, I I really thought you had an illness. Oh, a lot of people think I do. <laughs> Even without the oxygen too. <laughs> no, I'm in good shape. Yeah, yep. going to Broadway will, uh, I think, be livid, li- livid or living proof of it. You're going on Broadway? Yeah. Oh, what are you going to be in? I start August first. Uh huh. And we have previews starting September around September first. Around the first of October, we open for a three month run at the Schubert Theater. Oh. A play called Grace. And that's a four character play and stars Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jeez. Now, now, TV, film, and stage. Is there one that you prefer and, and, and like better? Not at all. No? <clears throat> Not at all. I, uh,. I love voiceovers as much as I love <clears throat> stage or film. Mm-hmm. I uh, I can get my jollies in in any medium you come up with, other than dancing. I don't think I could enchant you dancing. <laughs> so so we won't be seeing you in Dancing with the Stars like Cloris Leachman did a few years back. No, no. <laughs> and I uh, I. I didn't have the guts to witness that performance. No, you didn't. <laughs> no. no. How'd she do? She did great. She did. Oh. You know, she uh, she she had everybody's heart. That's for sure. Heart. Yes. Well. Yeah. She's got something else in mind. <laughs> strumpet. She's a strumpet. Now, as far as acting, uh, what sparked you to become an actor? Is there some little thing that happened when you were young that that made you decide, this is what I want to do? No, I I think in the main, raised in a bourgeois household in the heart of America, you don't think in terms of of, uh, running off to Hollywood and showing them what a body beautiful and what a fantastic talent you are. You don't think of those terms. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. I guess there were a few people who did, and I suppose we thought they were gay. But in my case, it was, a, you know, that, that that's not a serious way to live your life. I thought of being an anthropologist, an archaeologist, um, a deep-sea diver, perhaps. Really? To pick up a little money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but above all, getting out of Kansas. Right. <laughs> and uh, I, um, not until I got to college, and uh, um, they started a radio station there, and I had done radio in, in high school. So I um, 
talked to my roommate who was in the theater group, and I said, you think I ought to try out for this uh, radio production of Richard II? <clears throat> and I wowed him with my reading, and um, uh, I decided to go to summer school to get out of college as quickly as possible. <laughs> and he came bustling home one day, and he wasn't going to summer school, and he was in the theater group. <clears throat> and he said, uh, they're going to do Murder in the Cathedral as the summer production. Go check it out, read it, and read for it. You can do any of the roles in it. Well, I did go see them, but I hadn't read it. I ended up reading for it, and I ended up doing the lead. Wow. Do you... That hooked me forever. Really? That was it? Yeah. 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 Well, and there was another reason there, too, um, I started an affair, my first, with a lady in the chorus. Mm -hmm. And this uh, wonderful first drama tragedy. And um, the combination of the play and the lady kind of planted me forever hmm. into showbiz. It's funny how many actors I've interviewed, um, how many of them say they started acting because the girls. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted yeah. to meet the girls. That's where you go. That's where you go. <laughs> a, a twist on that was Mark Lawrence said he joined the Communist Party out in Hollywood to meet girls. Right. <laughs> so do you remember your very first role on TV that you had? And, and, and looking back at it, do you think you did a good job on it? Well, I had done um, the Lincoln-Douglas debates um, in Chicago, and I think they were played on a PBS station or something. Uh, I had not seen myself in anything, really. Got to New York and made the rounds and all that. Started getting on the Sunday morning shows, which were either religious or literary uh, or intellectual. Mm -hmm. And um, though the Camera 3 was my first. Camera 3, okay. Uh, but, of course, I didn't see it because it's live. Right. <laughs> so the first, uh, I can't remember. Oh, after four or five of those shows, My God, you never, you know, you asked a question nobody has ever nailed me on. <laughs> um, I'm showing here that uh, Studio One in Hollywood was one yeah, of the first shows? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Not, not in Hollywood. It wasn't in Hollywood? No. Okay. In New York. Uh-huh, okay. And uh, Studio One, and I, you started off with the big shows in those days doing under fives, meaning, meaning you had five lines or under, <clears throat> which had its own price scale. I see, okay. And then after you performed sufficiently well in a few of those, then they might uh, elevate you into over five. Looking at all your credits here, uh, and some of them say they're credited and some are uncredited, were you in Kid Galahad with Elvis? Yeah. You were? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was I that was working a, on uh, that? A Bronx or Brooklyn... Uh, assistant district attorney questioning Gig Young 
the corruption of uh, whether or not his fighter, Elvis Presley, was uh, corrupted. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, True Blue Elvis was proven not to be corrupted. (laughs) Did you have any scenes with Elvis himself? I can't remember. I did two movies with Elvis. Yeah, I did have a scene in there, but I don't remember. I always liked what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did uh, Change of Habit with him. Oh, okay. And I had a scene in there with him. Hmm. So, Change of Habit. Now, if my memory serves me right, was Mary Tyler Moore in that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but I didn't work with her. Oh, you didn't work with her? No. A year later, uh, later, I'm starring in her, co-starring in her show. Her show, yeah. Jeez. Now, how did you get the part of Lou Grant on uh, Mary Tyler Moore? How did I get it? Yeah. Did you have to audition, I'm... or did they call you and say, hey, oh, we want sure. you? Plus, you know, I paid a very big bribe. <laughs> I won't ask you how much. <laughs> yeah. I um, mortgaged the house because <laughs> I didn't have a house at the time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, um, it required auditioning, and, um, when, um, I hadn't done much comedy in, in Hollywood on film. Mm-hmm. I used to do it on stage when I was in the theater, but, uh, always worried about how do I do it the second night. Um, so I went into audition, and, um. Read the character of Lou, <clears throat> and they uh, they said, uh, "Well, that was a very intelligent reading." I said, "Yeah, right. That's a famous euphemism for saying it wasn't funny." <laughs> so when we have you back to read with Mary, we want you to read a wild, crazy, wiggy, for all out. I said, well, "I'm coming back to read with Mary." Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not sure what you're talking about. What what do, what do you what do you mean? And they tried to describe as best they could how I should approach it. So I read it like a complete lunatic. No, I started to leave because it said, when you come back to read with Mary. And I didn't want to wait a week, two weeks, then come in and give an abysmal reading. So I said, oh, listen, um, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Why don't you have me try it that way now? And if I don't do it, then don't have me back, which is a form of heroism I no longer maintain. <laughs> yeah, it's a... So they said, well, we do have another scheduled meeting, but uh, okay, go ahead and try it. So I read it, and I read it like a lunatic, and they loved it, and said, read it just like that when you come back to read Mary. And I thought, well, the intervening week or so, I what did I do? How did I? <laughs> you can't remember. Uh, what, did I, what did I achieve? My God. I came back and I read it like a lunatic. And um, after the reading and I uh, left, giving the proper kisses and salutations, Mary turned to the producers and she said, Are you sure? And their response was, uh, That's your Lou Grant. Wow. Huh. Well, they had a very different approach to uh, what other people might have had an approach to. Yeah. 
the whole cast on there is amazing. The rapport you seem to have on the show, I, I, I don't know how it was in real life, but it, on the show it seemed really, you know, really good. We had it. We had it. We fought at times. We were jealous quite often. Oh, really? I was, certainly. Yeah. But uh, you got over those things to make magic. Yeah. I can remember, Ted and I were very close. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but at times he would get nutsy. And in those times, there was no dealing with him. So several years into the show, uh, he was so nutsy that uh, we stopped talking to each other. Oh, really? And I went on stage that night, um, still disturbed about our our fight, and uh, determined to do the best I could. But I wasn't funny at all. And that bastard came in, read it as blithely and as uncorruptedly as you could possibly wish for. Hmm. Funny as hell. (laughs) And I learned my lesson there. (laughs) I realized... Whatever you're feeling off stage, you never bring it on stage with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's good advice, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, um, when that show ended, the Mary Tyler Moore show, did you immediately know they were going to spin you off into the Luke Grant show? I knew um, I, I had I knew I had a series coming, uh-huh. and when CBS offered me to do a series, I said, "Yeah, but I would like." Alan Burns and Jim Brooks to produce it, who were the producers of Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. So they said they were willing. So they were given the plum, call it, of Lou Grant. And about a month later, they came to me and said, we've been thinking, thinking we'd like to turn it into an hour show. Lou, back, Lou Grant going back to print. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, hell, you guys know what you're doing. I'll, I'll leave it to your fine feathered hands. And it turned out well, finally, but it was the stupidest decision I made in the world. But of course, if I wanted those two guys, that's what I'd have to live with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because nobody had ever done an hour show before. Nobody. We were going from a three-camera, half-hour comedy with an audience 
a very important live audience who responded mm-hmm. to our gigs and our gags. Going from that to an hour called a dramedy, because there were a few occasional laughs in right. Blue Grant, yeah. but essentially a, a, a drama. Uh, three camera, no audience, uh, one camera, no audience, and um, it um, it's like the dark side of the moon mm-hmm. making that trip. Uh, you can't have laughs when you do have a joke. Right, yeah. Um, and uh, I was in therapy at the time. Yes, would you believe it? I, too, have been in therapy. Mm-hmm. I went, and I didn't care for my doctor at all. He was a Freudian. And he was watching when the show came on. So I usually came up to him in the next week, and I said, what you think? He said, I, I don't know. Why did you grimace so much? I would grimace every time we had a joke, as if to point the audience at home, you can laugh now. So, I thought, you jerk. (laughs) You jerk. (laughs) And I stopped doing that. Cleaned up my act, so to speak. And um, eventually settled down to remembering and enjoying doing uh, doing the hour show. Yeah, yeah. Getting the most we could out of it. Yeah. And there's so many, I mean, you've been in so many TV shows, it's unbelievable. Uh, like I was saying earlier, all the different, the list, and, and that's just the beginning of it. But um, there's just the, uh, I know we're running out of time here, but I just want to uh, finish up with um, a couple more. Uh, you were in Roots. What, how was that experience? I mean, that was such a, a phenomenal miniseries. It was, a, it was a glorious experience. I hated my makeup lady. <laughs> she couldn't put my, my beard, my, my wig on without its curling up due to the humidity mm-hmm. uh, around the sea there in Georgia. Yeah. Wherever we were, I don't even remember. I think it was Georgia. And uh, I, uh, my my beard kept peeling off. My wig kept curling up. So I hated it all. I didn't like the look of it, but it was uh, it was correct as it turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I I really haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah. I uh, I may take them up on their offer and uh, and find that copy and say, okay, start me off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now up. That was such a phenomenal film. How did you feel about doing a animated film for Pixar? Did you jump at the chance to do it? Well, if you're going to do an animated film with anybody, wouldn't you want to pick Pixar? Right, yeah, that's for sure. So, I um, I just felt elation that the, uh, the work I was doing would certainly get coverage, even if it failed. I see that you're coming out with some more films that you're going to be in. Um, there's one other I made, sure, called the 
should have been Romeo, which is a cute little film. They've been showing it around the festivals. Yeah. And um, there are a couple more out there that I've done. Ed, um, I just want to finish up with two final questions. As far as your leisure time, when you sit down and watch a TV show, what TV shows do you watch, and what's your favorite TV shows of all time? Not necessarily ones you were in, because you've been in so many, but just ones that you enjoy. Well, uh, of course, I adored Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I, um, Sopranos, of course, was tough. Yeah. And uh, Deadwood, up uh-huh. until the last episode or two. Uh-huh. I certainly was crazy about that. Hmm. Um, that's essentially about the it. shows I've enjoyed. Well, I Claudius, I adored. Yeah, the the great the great selectivity of British uh, public TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about movies? What are your favorite movies of all time? You're tough. <laughs> Um, the best years of our lives. Ah, oh, classic, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the one? Um, oh my God, the memory, the memory. Black Stallion, I loved. Ah, yes, yeah, good one. Um, um, what was the one with Harrison Ford, the, the futuristic film? Uh, Blade Runner. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, they're going to remake that. They said. Well, or. or I, I, I want to kick Ridley Scott's ass for turning out the director's version because it stunk. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't like that? <laughs> oh, not at all. Um, what, what else about it? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you so much, Ed, for doing this. I appreciate you taking the time for sharing with us. And I wish you luck with Elephant Size and Identical. Elephant Size is out on uh, June 12th, and Identical is on June 26th. Ah, I didn't know that. Uh, Well, you're a delight to talk to. Well, thank you, Ed. I appreciate you taking the time. You gave me free reign, and that's always a danger. What a wonderful guest, Ed Asner, Lou Grant himself, right here on On Screen and Beyond. And uh, he has got two movies out, one that's out right now, one's coming out on June 26th. And you want to check them both out. Elephant Size is the one that's out right now, and Identical comes out, like I said, on June 26th. So you want to check those out, get a... Get your fix of Ed Asner. And, uh, of course, you can see on DVD is, uh, all his performances and everything else he's done. And Up, one of his voiceovers. He's done also a lot of other voiceovers for Superman, Batman, all those sort of things, cartoons. And uh, he's just a, just a wonderful guy. So want to thank him so much for taking the time to talk to us. And let's see here. If you have a suggestion for a guest, email it to me. I will see what I can do. Uh, we just uh, get the, quite a few of those coming at us, and I appreciate when you do that. It gives me some ideas of who we can get. Uh, sometimes it's hard to check these people out to try to find them because uh, some of them uh, are no longer with uh, agents or things like that, uh, publicists, and it's hard to find them. But I keep trying because uh, there's sooner or later we'll come across them, hopefully. 
And uh, so please send in your request to feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com, and I'll see what I can do about getting that person on. And uh, let's see here. We've got a whole bunch of things coming your way. We've got some more great guests coming in the next couple of weeks. So stick around. I hope you're going to join us. Tell a friend, okay? As more and more people keep listening to On Screen and Beyond, I mean, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners. And uh, some join us every week. I hope you're joining us every week. I hope we're having the guests that you like to hear. And um, if uh, you have a friend, tell them to go to onscreenandbeyond.com and go to our osb rerun section okay and there they'll find all our seasons of on screen and beyond all the way back to 2007 and you will see all the different guests that we've had and i guarantee there is somebody in that list young or old that they are going to love listening to and uh it's just so many people that's it's it's amazing so uh, check it out from uh, taylor lautner to bob Barker, ed asner they're all there they're just waiting for you to click on it and listen to it. And if you could do us a favor, if you were on Facebook, go ahead and like us. If you are on iTunes, leave us a review. That would help us out to get more people to listen to us. And if you're going to make a purchase from one of our sponsors, um, if you could go to our site, onscreenandbeyond.com, and just click to get to their site, no matter what you're buying, whether it's what we advertise or what, just click and it'll take you to their site. And then if you make a purchase, we're going to get a little credit for that. So uh, it'll help us out, and we can continue to bring you some fascinating interviews here. And uh, so hope you'll do that for us. We'd appreciate it. Help support the show. And that is about it. That's a wrap for this week. Next week, we got another great guest coming your way. It's a funny man, and it's going to be coming up next week. So hope you're going to join me when we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Thank you.